1: where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. So stay!
0: Nutrition, Chewing, The, Fat, Podcast, Episode, 28, Bosh, rehearsed almost like I just checked which episode we were on. Almost. Joel, our subject line today is
1: fitness lessons. Oh, tell me more, tell me more. Well, I'm enjoying watching the dog pull um, the cushion off my chair. (laughs) That little turd. So, I was thinking, there's lots of things, lots of hilarious japes and tales um, probably you know, you've, you've sold it now probably, probably not to be honest um, A lot of the things that I've done wrong When I've been trying to diet or gain weight Get stronger, whatever And I think it'd be interesting for people to see The lessons that we have learnt And the journeys that we've been on Yeah I think it's very easy for people to look at us And
0: we'll do something Whether it's a training plan or whether it's a diet And people go yeah but it's easy for you Well it is easy for us Because we've probably fucked up just as much as you If not more
1: We've also seen yeah. a lot more fuck-ups. So I've seen more people than I care to think emotionally eat. And that was one of the things that was probably like the trigger for stopping me emotionally eating, it was that I just saw so many people who were so desperate to change making shit decisions that just weren't helping them towards their goals. You know, Digging people, themselves th- deeper th- into a hole. Things going wrong in their lives and then having two glasses of wine and a box of chocolates and just being like, this is madness, this is not helping anyone. And then, kind of being aware that it's exactly what I was doing. And it was just en masse, you know, it was to, to such a degree that eventually it kind of sunk in. And I just figured there was lots of those lessons over the course of, you know, however long we've been training or trying to eat well for that just make such a difference that might be interesting for people or, or helpful.
0: Yes, sure, our
1: human side.
0: So we're not some kind of Android personal trainers. I going I say sex
1: bots for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we are. <laughs> and anyway, there's some PTs. This aren't. one's broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I got a, I got a leaky faucet. Right, go. So I guess the first place for me to start would be. I remember trying to say it before James was saying what are your examples and me trying to lose weight and having a protein shake after my workout and then a week later not having lost any weight. And then once I looked at the nutrition on the label, it was like 350 calorie mass gainer with like 70 grams of carbs. Now there's obviously lots of other things I was doing wrong, but that was the main one. Yeah, that's it's, gonna that's gonna do it. 300 calories extra a, day. It's a decent whack, you know. It's like what nearly two bags of Maltesers. So yeah, it's, it's and this is why some people get there get a bit lost. But and it's good to know your calories on certain things. If you know if you if you pick up something off the shelf and you believe that it's healthy it's not always going to be the case. You need to, to know your calories, especially if the results aren't going your way. There's something that's, that's not quite working. And for me, that was it. And I kind of, for the first time I'd ever looked at a food label, aged 19, and just went, oh, that's a lot, isn't it? And it was just so obvious. And it's one of those lessons that you just have to learn that you feel like you're trying really hard and you're doing really well. I'm having a protein shake after workout like you're meant to. But I was having a mass gainer. You know, I was just taking all these carbs. When I didn't need them, I'm trying to burn energy. And I was throwing loads in, not even in a filling way, you know, in a drink. Oh man, I've got loads actually. I've got loads I was going to say, loads. I just thought that
0: well, it's just kind of it's the right enthusiasm, it's the right idea, but it's just misdirected. It. Yeah, so absolutely. I got oh, how old was it? I think I got my first set of weights when I was like thirteen, fourteen, um, when I was doing karate, and then I kind of outgrew those because I had the I had the box room, so I had to keep my <laughs> weights under my brother's bed, so I could only train when he's in there. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had the the vinyl. Bible dumbbell set and I had like a poster that showed you how to do like back squats and military press and Bible curls so I didn't know what I was doing so then I joined the gym at 15 and I remember saying to like the instructor there he's like what do you want to do I was like I want to add some muscle and she's like a oh, 15 year old me, no idea about training I think I had one book. so he said right just drink loads of whole milk and eat loads of rusks <laughs> so obviously I went to Boots bought a load of rusks and then just drank loads of whole milk and then for the next six months, just got fatter.
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't know you'd done. I think I remember you telling me that. Did I tell you that I'd done that before? Man. There's an old bodybuilding plan called squats and milk. Yeah, twenty twenty rep squats. So I've you done start, that. I start the session with twenty reps of squats, and then every week you go in, or every session you go in, you put two and a half kilos on the squat, and you drink eight pints of milk I a know day. God, it's a lot. It's four gallons a
0: it's is American one.
1: And I and I super squats. And I did it, and I'd go into. I was at uni at the time, and I'd have a two liter bottle of coke filled with milk. Filled with skimmed milk, and people are like skimmed, you wimp. <laughs> people be like, "What is that? I'm like, that is a thousand calories of milk." And yeah, I put weight on it. I th- it was the heaviest I'd ever been at the time. Ironically, lighter than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so fat, you know, I just piled on the weight because it's just it's so many calories. And again, yeah, you know, eat big to get big, but don't add in two thousand more calories than you need. Yeah. Oh, I've got another good one. We said about having a workout. I had the big final weights as well, and my brother gave me a plan, which was like. Bench press, squat, deadlift, clean and press, curls. Something like that. That's better than what you do now. That's <laughs> what so I still do now. But I didn't understand the whole reps and sets thing, so I did ten squats, ten deadlifts, ten clean and press, ten bench, three times through, but with yeah. the same weight, so I was benching and curling while I was squatting. Because you just don't know. And I no. think sometimes when you see people in the gym and and it's you know, I know it's funny when you see people doing these awful workouts and people take videos of it and stuff. But you have to start somewhere. You know, and people are quite quick to jump on this laughing at people. But there's so much stupid stuff that, that I've done that if you'd recorded me, thankfully this was in the days before camera phones, you know, it was laughable because I just didn't have a clue what I was doing. You just have to start somewhere. And that was, you know, I must have been 14, 13 then. And it's still a good plan if I'd done it in the right order. But I just had no idea. Yeah, so just lack of education.
0: So, same thing, I wrote um, some plans for some of my friends and I think I took, I took them through them. And then they were training in the uh, garage, and then I went back to see how they're doing. And basically, they were still doing the same way on the bench press. It's supposed to be three sets of ten, bog standard three sets. Oh, of 10. you're following my plan. Yeah, but he'd do like six, then he'd be like, and then I get tired, so then I have a rest, and then I do <laughs> the next four. Like that is just not how these work. Six, six, four, <laughs> eight, two. Yeah, like this is four, four, two. That's no, that's that's really you do, don't stop when you're tired. <laughs> like and then have a little break and then go
1: back. Like I'm just running this marathon, but I'm just going to do it one mile a day. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a such a tough one, isn't it? I think the next thing for me was probably once I, I don't know that was, I was young doing this, and I did five by fives for so five sets of five reps for like eighteen months. So like, it's a real kind of famous um, starting strength program, isn't it? That like yeah. to get you stronger. Yeah, and and the, the the issue there was I wasn't that bothered about getting strong. Was I wanted to get bigger, and ultimately five by fives, whilst it does have its merits, it will get you bigger. It wasn't really producing the results for me. And I just cracked on with it. You know, I didn't stop and think oh, I should do something different here or I should do some research or maybe I should ask someone who knows a bit more than me. Well, I just persevered for 18 months. You know, it's is... that all kind of, I'm just going to try harder. Even though this doesn't appear to be working, I'm just going to try harder. Yeah, I've got to persevere. You know, consistency was, my consistency was bang on, but it was just consistently wrong. So, unfortunately, worthless. I had another one. I was trying to gain weight. I worked in a corner shop. So, I had a bit of a tab going and I was banging chocolate bars in being like oh my god my weight's going up this is brilliant this is exactly what I wanted putting on like two pounds a week being convinced it was pure muscle I've done that one too but it's just it's it's just not you need to just be so aware of the realistic rates of fat loss and muscle gain because I had absolutely no idea how slow the whole process would be sounds a lot like a lot of our clients now with fat loss is that people you have a belief that you can pack on slabs of muscle and lose slabs of fat you know over the course of a week you just can't, you just cannot get that many calories in or out of your body efficiently for your body to, yeah. It's burn you know, it's use.
0: realistic to lose half a pound or a pound of fat per week. That's a real good amount, a solid amount to, especially to, if you've not got loads to lose. Yeah, to lose. Well, you, I think you're gonna, yeah, obviously, if someone's much bigger, if someone's much heavier, then it's a smaller percentage of their body weight. But if you think you are gonna
1: gain half a pound or a pound of muscle per week good luck. Oh my God, yeah. That's, Unless that's, you are saucy. And then that's the thing, isn't it, when you see people say, I was a good one on one of the Slimming World groups of the other day, said, oh, I've just done a workout and drank some water before my weigh-in. How stupid. Like, uh, it It's just not out how it here. works. Yeah, And I I get what people are saying. And that was me focusing on the scale, was kind of looking at it and going, this is going the right way. Brilliant. Next one, finished. Wow, oh, between my second and third year of uni. I was up at 16 and a half stone, which was big for me at the time, which isn't now. And I thought, if I lose half a stone, I'll get a six pack. And I dropped a stone and a half, and we're still a long, long way from mm. a six pack. And I think that when you have. You do often get those people who say, I just want to lose another three or four
0: pounds. Like, oh, yeah. If you took. I think it might be. I might need this from you, actually. If you took, like, three pounds of butter, a lard. Like you were swimming in the ocean. And spread it on your body, Yeah, and and I would sit, spread it all Spread it all body. over your body. A text. <laughs> Send me a, uh, a video of it. <laughs> I wonder why he's doing this. It's is this is an interesting example? Is this a podcast? Shut up. If, yeah, so if you took three or four pounds of butter, which is what? Two bars? The... 500 grams for a bar? Yeah, about three bars. And you smeared that all over your body, you know, obviously it sounds a lot, but it's not going to be a very thick amount. You know, it's not gonna be like an inch all over your body. You're not gonna be covered, smeared in an inch of butter. That's for sure. It's gonna be quite a thin amount. So you'd be surprised, you know, like we've got bodybuilder friends who compete, com- compete, who compete. Um, and they will be lean all year round and they'll have abs on show all year round. So, you know, obviously very lean people and they will still drop, you know, five, 10 kilos when going in for a show. Now, obviously they, that's getting extremely lean. But that's someone who's already lean, dropping five or ten kilos. You know, it's a lot of weight to lose. So when you get someone who's you know not in terrible shape, and they think that you know kind of losing four or five pounds is going to make you know their abs
1: pop out, or even even visible difference. I think it's very rare that you could lose four pounds unless you are you know unless it's a decent percentage of your body weight. Or you know you're very close to your goal. You know if you've got a pair of trousers and you lose four pounds from that certain area that's going to facilitate that, you, then you'd notice a difference. But I could easily lose or gain four pounds and not realise. You know either way. So if I go from, say, 17 stone, if I drop four versus going up yeah. four, so an eight pound swing, I'm not going to see much of a difference. I'll feel a bit different, but that's more likely to do with how I've got there. You know I've not gained four pounds by eating loads of nutritious food. I've not lost it by eating loads of crap food. You feel better because of the process, because of the, the nutrients that you've put in and the fact that you're trying a bit harder. You tend to feel better when you're making the effort, don't you?
0: So I think other mistakes that I've made, definitely um, kind of focusing massively on training and thinking, you know, I've done these workouts or whatever, therefore, excuse me, I can, do, I can eat this and that. You know, you can pretty much eat anything.
1: That's always a, a stinker. There's loads, isn't there? Yeah, you know, I could probably write a book on this shockingly. But the one thing that's probably I've only picked up since we've started working at Generation Fit from Mr. Andy Berry is the squatting to build your legs more. Professor Andy Berry. So I when I've squatted, I've always pushed my hips back, you know, followed the cues of push your bum back, push your knees out. And so that means that my squat relies heavily on my back, which is very strong. My back's one of my stronger points, my quads are one of my weaker points. So I'm not, the movement isn't specific to the aim. So my aim is to get bigger legs, then I need to make sure that I squat using my legs as much as possible, which means you need to push your knees forward, you need to bend at the knee joint as much as possible, where I was bending at the hip joint. So you think about the muscles that are being used, you're just using the wrong muscles for, for what you're trying to get done. You know, if I was trying to squat as heavy as possible, then I'd work to where I was stronger. But if I'm squatting to get bigger legs, then I need to make sure I'm using my legs. And it's something so simple like that, that you just see, you know, PTs, a huge number of PTs doing wrong. Well, I'm a PT, you're a PT, and that's something that I didn't really fully understand. But it makes perfect sense when you go, if you're going to squat, why not squat using your quads more? Because at the moment, your back's just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and you're not really taxing your legs, which is your aim. And it just that's just a, a depth of knowledge that people don't have and just comes with either finding a very good coach or investing in yourself and your own time and finding the answers back. Top 10 for anybody who wants to increase their quad size, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Lo- loads, loads of our clients, yeah. Do
0: you know what I want? His bigger legs. Massive quads that hang off my legs. <laughs> Just hang off my jeans. Um, I think another one um that I made when I used to compete Thai boxing back in the day. Um So Thai boxing is done in weight categories. Kind of similar to boxing. So, anything over 91 kilos is a super heavyweight. So, you're getting kind of real. Yeah, like real big, big boys up there. And I was only, what, I'd have been like 20, 21 at the time. Um, and I'd hang around. And then 91 kilos and under would be heavyweight. I think 91 to 85. <laughs> were you 91
1: kilos, you're 20.
0: Yeah, well, I went down. So, that's why I saw 110. I, no, I'd hang around about kind of like about 95, 96. So, I'd have like God. half a stone to drop. I, want, I wasn't lifting really that much. I was just doing Thai boxing all the time and teaching. Um, so then when the fight was coming around, so obviously your training steps up, you're training kind of six, six days a week. Uh, really, obviously, kind of ramping up the training, lots of hill sprints and pad work and sparring, you know, kind of like a couple of hour sessions. So then to, to drop the weight, I just kind of stopped eating. I'd get up and I'd have like a flapjack, obviously super nutritious. That's probably actually all my calories for the day. <laughs> and then I'd have some kind of toast and that would be pr- pretty much it. So I'd literally kind of starve myself for a couple of weeks to drop this half a stone and then feel like shit. <laughs> I'd feel terrible. I'd just kind of hemorrhage a lot of muscle. I wouldn't recover very well from the workouts I'd done, the hard workouts. I had no energy to do them. It was just nonsense. Just sucked. Yeah, just the just the worst idea. Um, just so I could kind of fit into the upper end of the the weight category instead of being
1: the lower, the small fish <laughs> with the big boys. Yeah, I think. Um, but just bad, just poor education. Well, I think my brother does some boxing with the army, uh, and I think that the average weight of the super heavies is like 114. Yeah, or something. I mean and you, and don't that, be, you, don't you don't want to you don't want to be at the bottom of that. Yeah. <laughs> 92 versus <Yeah>. 114. <laughs> I think I'll pass. Thanks. Oh, I should have re-dropped that last couple of years. <laughs> um, probably the last one for me then would be stuff i've learned in the last 3 years with the two strict diets that we've done mm. so both times i gave myself 9 weeks to diet and 17 weeks to diet with the aim of a photo shoot to get as lean as possible um and i did the first one and kind of crashed down really hard and i thought if i take longer next time a it will be easier and b i'll be able to keep progress thinking that you know 66 days to build a habit i'll give myself loads of time i shouldn't have to cut as hard so i can finish on more food and again just having no real knowledge of how hard it is to get really lean and how much you have to sacrifice and how much exercise you have to do and how much of that exercise is done with no food. And I didn't compete or anything, you know, I just tried to get as lean as I could. Got his tail. (laughs) (laughs) Fanny's banging his tail against the and it it was just the complete wrong way for me to diet for any kind of sustainable progress. And it was cool and it was nice and it was an experience and everything else. But it was just not gonna work long term. And I think now It took me doing that twice, and I'd done diets before. I tried to get really lean, but these were the first two successful attempts I had. So I showed I could do it, but ironically, the sustainable side of being really lean has still eluded me. You know, I've managed to stay in good shape, but not as lean as I'd like to be, and that's kind of what I'm working on now. So it's, you know, people will get frustrated. I saw someone today being like, "Why can't I do this?" I just wanted to say, I first started trying to eat well and diet at 14. I had no idea until I got to uni and started doing some of my own cooking at 20. I then started being a PT at 21. I've done that for five years and run sustained for three and I'm still not finding the perfect route. I'm still experimenting with things, I'm still trying different routes. I've probably tried more things than any of our clients will try in their lives because they try something once a year and we try something different every week. Once a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is though isn't it, it's always yeah. trying new things because we're surrounded by it. We don't give up for very long. Because well, it's our job, is You know, I kind of say to people, it's it's cool. Some people know how to kind of fix cars.
0: Me, I have no idea. I go to someone who kind of studies it, who does it day in and day
1: out, and that's a mechanic. You know, They know what they're doing. So they've got a lot more experience fixing cars. We have a lot more experience trying different diet methods. Yeah, knowing what works. It's kind of, you know, you can cut through the the bullshit because it's our job to kind of research these things. If you were a mechanic and you had a knackered car, you wouldn't have a knackered car for very long, would, would you? Well, you'd be able you'd to fix, fix it, it, or yeah, someone yeah. else would be able to fix it for you, because yeah. you'd work in a mechanics, and that's kind of what we've got. Is that every day we come in here and look at people's food, it's always at the forefront of our mind. And I think when people say it's easier for you, that's probably the most legitimate one. Is it's easier for us because it's the front of our focus. Just whereas like it's of, easier for a mechanic to fix his car. Yeah, whereas a lot of other people, it's it's further back from them and. A big part of our job is to try and keep it at the front of people's minds. Is to try and keep them focused. So that's the bit that's easier for us. But obviously, the method—you've just heard—ten you know, examples of things we've done wrong. We didn't kind of just go, "Oh, this plan, this plan is brilliant and this way of eating is brilliant. I'll just do that forever." And that's what people are kind of hoping to find. And I think once you've failed a hundred times, like me and you probably both have, I've right, and the rest and a few more, then you know that that's just not how it's going to work, and you just need to. Be a bit kinder to yourself. I never say that I failed whenever something goes wrong with my diet because it hasn't because I'm going to keep trying. And it's just that perseverance that I think sometimes people lack or that they well, need. Yeah, I think, I've actually just written an email on this, like dieting
0: seems to be the only thing that people expect to be able to be perfect at immediately.
1: God, how many people do you know who are ever perfect? Yeah.
0: I, I can think of one. There's <laughs> nothing else, you know, You, you don't, sit in a car and automatically know how to drive. That's why you have a driving instructor. Or to be comfortable doing it with not with not much thought. Yeah, you don't jump into the water and just expect to be able to swim. You get taught how to swim. You know, you don't learn you don't just start speaking a different language. You learn it. You know, you learn how to walk, you learn how to speak. There's all these things that you have to be taught and it's trial and error and you mess things up. You know, you fall over, you get back up, you try again, you mess up words, you try again you know you drowned <laughs> you pop up you, you know you stall your car there's all these things that people are comfortable you know i'm doing echoes again feeling like they failed at because you will mess up you know get to a roundabout i'm still sometimes wing it on a roundabout <laughs> um but for dieting you know people will do one week have a little slip on a weekend and then be absolutely devastated can't understand what's gone wrong like it's skills you know it's things that you need to you need to expect to fuck up. You need to expect to make a mistake and, you know, not fail, but make a mistake. And then you just go, oh, right, well, that didn't work. What do I need to do again? You know, Do I do the same approach? Do I do something different? Um, but, yeah, I just think it's bizarre that it's the only thing that people just automatically assume that they're just going to start something and it's going to be easy. It's going to be perfect. We're well, so just critical like of Yeah, yeah. Don't be, don't be a Debbie Downer. Be a Pamela Positive Pants. I like it. No, I was right that today. I said I should write a children's book. But <laughs> I swear I did. Not the typos. <laughs> Stop being such a fucking Debbie Downer, <laughs> said Pam. <laughs> As she pulled up her positive <laughs> pants. Yeah. Right. I feel like this is digressed <laughs> Sp- Spiralled. Even Fenton's rolling his eyes. Fenton's fallen asleep. So, yeah, that's just a few of our honest mistakes that we've done. Most of them have been training and nutrition, obviously. Um, but you should pay us for coaching because we're really good now. Right? <laughs> yeah, now we fucking learn from those mistakes. But even, you know, kind of going into the business and stuff like that, the initial, you know, the initial wave of sustain is vastly different to, you know, kind of what we've learned to how to run the business now. Yeah. You know, if we gave up when we failed, then I think a long, yeah, long February, time February 2016 would have given up when yeah. we put out some adverts and they didn't give us any return. It's like, oh, well, this is not working. Spent £60 on adverts and got nothing back. Best quit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just got to plug out and expect to fail, but then just learn from it and adjust your behaviour. Good. Yeah, happy. Right, thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please remember to give it a like, give it a share, leave us a
1: review. Tell us what you thought. Yeah. It's always nice when uh, clients do say, I listen to the podcast last week was much better <laughs> much
0: more but yeah. except for that
1: one that you did about diet clubs that oh, was very tired that was awful we were very tired we were
0: just doing it before we went to bed So yeah <laughs> right cheers guys goodbye